Hey, it's Anita, and this is the Anita Posh Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Anita Posh Show, where it is my pleasure to keep you up to date with topics around Bitcoin on a global stage and also the local impact it has on people like you and me. My guest today is Rare Skrilla, or also known as DJ Jay Skrilla a hip-hop musician and producer who joined the crypto music journey in 2014 and created DJ Pepe in 2016 with a first-of-its-kind access token based on the counterparty platform, which is extending Bitcoin's functionality. In 2020, DJ Jay Skrilla dropped the Sound Music album, a niche hip-hop-themed Bitcoin album. And now... He's into programmable music, where the owners of the layers control the output. He says it's living art and music. As always, you can watch this video on YouTube or you can listen to it on the go in your favorite podcast player. Please subscribe to my show and share it with your friends. If you are representing a company or you want to sponsor my show in any other form, please contact me at hello at anitaposch.com. I have free slots for sponsors. And now a short word from my current sponsor and then on to the show. Enjoy. Many people worry about the right storage for their Bitcoin. And yes, holding them isn't always easy. Smartphones get lost, hard drives can crash, and online wallets get hacked frequently. The safest way of storing cryptocurrencies long-term is offline in a physical way. That's why Coinfinity developed the Card Wallet, the professional and easy cold storage solution. The Card Wallet supports various security features such as high-quality materials and tamper-proof features which prevent the manipulation of the card and make it a safe place for your beloved coins. Get yourself a Card Wallet now. You will get 20% off if you order at cardwallet.com slash anita. That's cardwallet.com slash Anita. Do you want to stay up to date with the things that happen in Bitcoin from my point of view? Then subscribe to Anita's Weekly, my newsletter with articles, videos, quotes, short tips on how to use Bitcoin and all that for free. Subscribe to Anita's Weekly at anita.link slash weekly. Hello, Rare Skrilla. Welcome to the Anita Post Show. Thanks for having me, Anita. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you on. I've heard you in the Tatiana show recently. I mean, I looked it up because I was researching what you're doing and, and what you're interested in. And I found your um, podcast interview with Tatiana. And you were also talking about the fact that you also had a podcast some years ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Would you please introduce yourself to our listeners and to the audience who might not know you? Sure. Yeah. Um, I go by Rare Skrilla, um, also DJ J Skrilla. I've been known for for years in the uh, music uh, side of things. Uh, I kind of transitioned over to Rare Skrilla uh, the last few years as um, I kind of made it, you know, uh, the medium of uh, crypto art and music kind of more prevalent in my work in the, the rarity side of things. Um, 
you know, I've been a music producer and DJ uh, for many years. Uh, I was an f- artist when I was younger. Stopped doing art for many years because I was just concentrated on music and uh, got back into art actually through blockchain because I started making assets and teaching my son how to draw and actually just re re bloom the whole art side of things. And I pretty much uh, juggle both sides now, art and music with a focus on Bitcoin and in the uh, crypto music, you know, crypto art space. Mm -hmm. And how did you find about out about Bitcoin in the first place? And what uh, did interest what what? uh, Yeah, why were you interested in it? I was interested in it because I was amazed that people were transacting on the Silk Road and and the way it was where I just had no when I first, you know, me and my so I guess me and my friends in 2013 or so really started joking around and, and like being interested in Bitcoin. One of my partners uh, in music actually started like a PayPal type service for it that he quickly abandoned when some Bank of America branch manager that was dating our friend told him that it was not going to work and they had a meeting and I don't know, scared him off. And so we, we, we were like going like our group chat was called the Bitcoin boys and all this stuff, but it was all talk. And then I started hearing about the Silk Road more and I just got super interested. I was doing a, I was looking to do a music project. I've always done like thematic music projects. And uh, I just was like, I'm going to dive into the Silk Road. I'm going to make an album kind of like dedicated to it because I was just enthralled with like the way that this market could move outside of um, regulation. And I just I learned a lot about Bitcoin and like the ethics and the ethos and the cypherpunk attitude and everything about it. And it really the hard money and it really got me interested in, in it. Um, so yeah, we put that album out, Silk Road, in uh, December of 2014. It took about a year to make, and during that time, I really got educated in, uh, you know, what I thought I knew about Bitcoin. Of course, you, you know, if I went back to 2014, Skrilla, you know, I wouldn't know much about Bitcoin. But at the time, I definitely thought I knew something. Uh, like it's like that meme. Like I just heard about Bitcoin. I'm here to fix it. Like everybody comes in, gets enthralled, and it's like, oh, you can use the toaster oven to mine Ethereum and make the sidewalks talk and all this stuff so yeah it's funny everybody has a a similar journey in a way you know coming into the space learning about bitcoin first and then ah blockchain uh then there are so many shiny new things what they can all do you know i I also fell for the you know supply chain uh, logistics (laughs) and all all that stuff you know what you you believe at the beginning and then when you uh, dig into the rabbit hole more and more i mean i just understood money uh because of bitcoin I mean, like, what what is fiat money? I never knew that, you know. Yeah, I never heard it called fiat money until I got into Bitcoin. Me, me too. The only thing I knew what fiat is is a car manufacturer from Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Back. So, yeah. Um, so okay. So basically, in 2014, you did that uh, Silk Road album, and it was also hip hop. Yeah, it was kind of a, uh, it was mostly like a hip, yeah, hip hop because I had some rappers on it and stuff. But I was, it was like, it was me and two other producers who all, we all kind of have different styles. Um, I kind of like, you know, I was the, the, the head, head producer and I had these two artists that I always like to work with. We had a group called Interloop, uh, which was a label also back in the day. And um, I just kind of, you know, fished them in. I was like, guys, y- y'all want to get busy on this project? I kind of just like... Uh, 
found out a bunch of stuff and started sending them stuff. I'm like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then they started, you know, learning some about it. But it was really, um, it was a collaboration with um, a bunch of artists, uh, you know, explaining them, you know, can you rap about this type of thing? You know, back then in 2014, like, you know, it was very difficult to get the rappers and the writers to like, be, to like really do what we wanted, like talk about the Silk Road and stuff. Like they did it in a, in a weird, you know, some of it very well and some of it more like loose and it kind of ended up being like a soundtrack to the Silk Road is kind of how I deemed it. Like, um, you know, if you're you know on the dark web, like this is the soundtrack to that. We made it really like cinematic, but like kind of different than my style. Even like I'm really an analog uh, sample based, eerie, like cinematic producer. And this was more um, kind of like a, a, a newness feel to it. There's a lot of Fruity Loops being used. Um, and I'm mostly an NPC, like analog beat maker. Yeah, but we were using a lot of computer programs. And just between all three of us, like it was a very like, I'd say now, like, it's it's a great project. I, I actually love it, but it's more overproduced than what I'm generally accustomed to. So it it was a fun project, and uh, people still keep coming back to it over the over the years and be like, "How did I not hear about this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." We put a PR about it, and everybody got confused. And literally, uh, back when we put it out, some magazine like Bloomberg or something tweeted it from a terminal that. Oh no, the because like we had a press release where it was like the FBI shuts down this album or something like that because of Silk Road and all that stuff. And so like it kind of confused the terminal at, at Bloomberg because they tweeted out about it. I forget what it said exactly. And then, you know, like the Washington City paper, our, our local DC paper, and some other places picked it up, some hip hop sites, but it was over people's heads. And it was like one of those uh, gift and a curse things with being so early on that stuff. Mm. You just said fruity. Did you say fruity loops? Yeah, it's like a computer-based program that, like, it's like everybody's like first introduction into making beats on a computer. It's uh, it could be very useful or it could be very like simple to use too. Sometimes. Oh, understand. Okay, so I mean, I like hip hop. Um, basically, years ago, I loved Lady Sovereign. Uh, who's a British uh, rapper and hip hopper. And the funny thing is back then I didn't even know because I'm a German speaker. Um, I didn't even know what lady sovereign means. And now, <laughs> now I'm writing a book about being sovereign. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. I didn't know about, yeah. She, I, I remember that name. Was she like, she was attached to Jay-Z in some way or something at some point, or is that I don't know. I really don't know. I just loved her music. Uh, I, she, she stopped doing it. Um, I don't know why. Um, isn't she the daughter of one of the, not the Spice Girls? No, no. There was another band, um, a very famous British band, female. I, I, I can't remember the name now. But anyhow, let's get back to you and your music. Um, so, but back then in 2014, you did not um, mint a token like an NFT. The first thing was, I think, then in 2016. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. With uh, DJ Pepe. That, that was, yeah, that was like one of my first tokens I minted. Um, the first one I minted was called Pepe Goat. And that was, um, I think like either very beginning October or late September 2016. And um, yeah, I, I had discovered the rare Pepe's by being on Twitter and following, you know, the Twitter personalities. And like uh, Dan Darkpill and Theo Goodman and a couple other people started sharing these like Pepe images and I thought it, they struck a chord with me for whatever reason. 
And I just went down like a couple of days search of like how, what the, you know, I had traded counterparty plenty and like, like on Poloniex and some other exchanges, but I didn't understand uh, that you, what you could do with XCP. So I, I had to like go down the rabbit hole, went to like the XCP website, like the forums and finally discovered Telegram and jumped into the chat. And I made a rare Pepe. It was a two live crew themed rare Pepe. And I, like, one of the first things I did was throw it into the chat. Uh, and they were like, nah, it's not how this works. Like the rare Pepe scientists got to approve it. And this one has a little bit, it had too much skin. Um, like it was basically women in bikinis and they, they said it was a little too risque. So that, that one got denied. My first rare Pepe got denied and the, uh, Pepe goat became my first one. And then DJ Pepe, um, I made a hip hop series of the four elements of hip hop and I called it the four elements of Pepe and it was uh, MC, DJ and B-boy graffiti Pepe's and they're in a sequential order in the rare Pepe trading in series four. And DJ Pepe is the one I honed in on as like my like alter ego personality. And I, over time, it kind of became its own personality. And I've, you know, I've, you know, I've spoke, you know, I, I've had him speak at, you know, blockchain conferences. He's DJed parties. He's going to be at the Bitcoin 2021. He was at Bitcoin 2019 a few years ago. And, um, you know, you could take a picture with the DJ Pepe cut cardboard cutout and, stuff like that. So it's like more like a fun thing to also a music token access to a playlist, which we, me and uh, I got with Joe Looney and I, you know, came up with, Joe, I don't know how the idea came. I definitely came up with the idea of music, but just through the Pepe talks, like I wouldn't even, it's just, everybody's just throwing ideas out forever. And um, I was like, yeah, I need to tokenize DJ Pepe as a music token and, you know, talking to Joe Looney and a couple other guys, um, but Joe's the one to kind of put the nuts and bolts. So like, yeah, we can do it this way. So I made a private playlist and I kind of looked at it as like how at this, at the time Kanye put out an album and he had a song called wolves that he was talking that he wished he could, he wished he could update it after the songs released. And that was like my thinking with the DJ Pepe playlist. It's like, if I want to update songs, I can do that in this. So like, it's like maybe sometimes you release something, and um and uh songs aren't always you're not always you know you're happy with it as you release it but then you're like damn i wish i could have done this i wish i would have done this even the artwork i wish i would have done this so like with that thought in mind that's how i came with dj pepe it's like i could put songs on here kind of exclusive music or songs i'm just working on and then <clears throat> give people a chance to listen to it you know for whatever reason and eventually I also started adding like some of my friends who are artists, uh, their music or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So basically what you're saying is through the access token that you're giving out as the NFT, you can basically send updates from your, of your music to the people or give them access to it. Yeah. They're able to, I updated myself and whenever they log in, you're able to, right now you're able to use it through rarepepewallet.com. If you go to the Rare Pepe wallet and you have a Rare Pepe wallet, you don't, when you see DJ Pepe, it's going to, you know, if you, if you don't own the token, it's kind of like half shaded out. If you do own the token and you flip it over, then it's a red button that pops up saying bonus content, which doesn't exist unless you, unless it, uh, you know, it reads your signature from XCP and the Bitcoin blockchain. So as you do that, you, you're able to click on the um, token. And it takes you to the uh, private playlist and yeah, that I can update, but I don't, I don't, it doesn't have ping alert or anything. Every time I update it, I kind of just 
um, from my Twitter account, the DJ Pepe Twitter account, I, I kind of just announce updates and stuff on there. It's very archaic to how it is now, you know? Mm. And is it interchangeable in the way that can I use another wallet too, or do I have to use the Rare Pepe wallet? Yeah, you have to use Rare Pepe wallet. So that's what I'm saying. It's pretty archaic. With that said, um, I do have some plans. There's another site I'm about to launch his private playlist on and, you know, I've got a couple other things up my sleeve, but it's a, when I, when I made DJ Pepe, like it, it's, I want to be clear. Like as I, in fact, I have an interview, I'll have to find it in a second, but I have an interview list of questions basically when you want to buy a DJ Pepe, because I still haven't sold all of them. I, th I have about 30 of them left that I've been distributing, but I make it, it's a game. Like DJ Pepe is like an alpha meme that is a DJ and he wears like a very flamboyant DJ personality, like opposite of what I am, to be honest with you. Um, so it's like, but I, I do have that side of me also. So I use DJ Pepe to kind of be very like outgoing and alpha and overbearing and people probably want him to leave type thing. Cause it's just, you know, it's, it's on the borderline of annoyance because that's how I look at a lot of like popular DJs are just like annoying. Like they talk over all the tracks and, they don't really do much. And that's kind of like the personality I got from DJ Pepe. So, um, you know, basically what I'm trying to say is that it's basically a token. Like that's what you're, you know, that's what it is. The art, the image, the music access, everything like that is like bonus that is available for it. And I, and I say that explicitly whenever somebody gets it, I have a questionnaire that they fill out. And at the end, I'm saying you do realize that at the end of the day, you're buying a UTXO that is, you know, it, that is has mimetic magic from Satoshi and Lord Keck and at any time could end, but you know, the, the, the bonus features could end, but you know, it's up to Lord Keck and Satoshi. What, what happens with DJ Pepe? It's like a, it's kind of got like a magic theme to it. Like, cause even how he was produced was like mimetic magic on the blockchain on block 400 and I think 416,000 or whatever it is. Um, you know, I just try to keep, it's like, it's supposed to be like an entertainment value with DJ Pepe as well. Mm -hmm. And now with the NFT hype at the moment, you sold some, uh, DJ Pepe, uh, NFTs, I think, did you? Yeah, they've been moving. Uh, I've been selling them, uh, pretty regularly, um, for the past, uh, most of this year as the NFT boom has happened, people are looking to look at like the first of type things and historic things and they're starting to come to the, the Pepe's and so DJ Pepe's definitely got a little bit of uh, more buy side than usual right now. Mm -hmm. And so speaking in general, um, what do you see for a musician and artist like you? Um, what are the advantages of NFTs um, to other forms of like selling your art or your music? Yeah, so I think you got to look at the fact that collecting, like we're in a, like that's the main thing. Like when we were doing DJ Pep at the beginning, it was all about collecting all the artists. We were trading with each other. You know, we were selling here and there, but it was like, you know, super small prices compared to what you're seeing now. Like maybe 50 or $100 would be a lot for a Pepe back then. Um, you know, most of them were in the 10 to $20. So um, I guess so when you're collecting these Pepe's, it's, it's, it's weird. Like most people don't get it until you start doing it, but then you start collecting them and you're like, damn, I want more. And you just kind of like value your collection. Like I'm a collector. You see back behind me, I've got records all over the place. I've got a 
shoe boxes full of flyers. I got shoe boxes full of stickers I've collected. I've been an avid sports card collector my whole life. So like collecting is in my blood. And, um, you know, when I got to this like blockchain and, you know, before they weren't even called NFTs at the time, just like the crypto art collectibles. That's what, uh, just, I don't know. There's like a thing like people, some people get it and some people don't, uh, beyond that, you know, you can use the tokens like, you know, the DJ Pepe has an access token. Um, you can use them in the metaverses and stuff. People have art galleries they've put up. People are, you know, making DAOs and backing them such and such. Um, the Pepe's, um, you know, the, you know, even beyond the Pepe's, the NFTs now, like I just, uh, I have an async music piece dropping next week that, you know, by buying the NFTs, you're able to use, uh, you're able to basically construct the song, whoever owns the layers and control the output of it, which, you know, all this type of stuff is just like fun stuff that you can do with crypto and blockchain. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoiner first. And uh, I think I, I, I hang my hat on like Bitcoin art, but I'm also, I totally am into exploring all the chains that are doing stuff because first of all, markets are different places. And second of all, because there's a lot of different like innovation type stuff happening all around. And some of it may be pie in the sky and some of it may be something that like the async stuff, especially the programmable art, like that's all stuff that I could see, like even like Bitcoin picking up eventually, like, and I think they are now like for, for many years, like we were the Bitcoin NFT people again, before they were called NFTs, but we were getting a lot of flack from Bitcoiners and XCP, not XP, but from Bitcoiners in particular that we we're, you know, bloating the blockchain or spamming the network. And so, you know, we, we really made a cry to like get, you know, the Bitcoin assets going with people, um, but to, from largely to know, Nothing happened besides what we were doing organically. Nobody ever funded anything. There was no money put into even the Pepe's. It was literally a community effort. Um, then you saw Ethereum take over that space as transaction fees went up. Well, back then they went up to like seven, eight, fifteen dollars a transaction. It seems like chump change now, but that was very high. Ethereum came in with like these small, you know, these small transaction fees and VC money pouring in and marketing, and they got a lot of communities. A lot of the Pepe's splintered into all these different communities and um, you'll find them in every community, to be honest with you. And um, yeah, uh, what was I going with that? I forget where I was going with that, Anita. But. Uh, I, I asked you um, if you think that it will be a source of income also oh, yeah. in the future. Yeah, so what is what, what I enjoy about the NFT in particular, like it, it's allowed me to do my like niche music like i made a bitcoin album called sound money right it's an album about bitcoin so i immediately lose 99 percent of my fan base because they don't know what that is then it's not only bitcoin it's hip-hop so you know i would say there's less percentage of hip-hop people in bitcoin than other genres of music so i'm targeting of like three people basically with my music and um with that said i made nfts for each piece and put them out as audio reactive pieces. And I was able to make a good amount of money by selling those, like whether it be like people just, you know, look at it as like patronage. I want this guy to keep making this type of music or people that are just interested in collecting like early audio reactive NFTs or just people that like the art and music and they're just collecting. I think those were the range of collectors of my NFTs. And it just gave, you know, by selling like five or six of those and their sound money, music and art, you know, 
I was able to make five figures off of it when the streaming, you know, you don't, you're not going to see that in an independent release. So, you know, it does help. Uh, it's a whole new medium. Like, you know, not everybody is built for this. I don't think like you kind of got to be involved, know what crypto is, know like the community a little bit. That's what I have a uh, crypto music and art group I've had on Telegram for a few years. And I've always tried to like, you know, explain that we got to like bootstrap this if we're going to do it. It's got to be like, you know, not everybody can just come in and do it. Like you saw, like, for instance, like Eminem's release with like Nifty Gateway, like he wasn't in the community, really. It wasn't, you know, it's kind of outside people coming in. It didn't really stick, right? Like, uh, I feel like, you know, I think I forget who said it, but somebody said like that this new medium if just because you're a good like artist coming into this space you might not be good in the space because it it's a different ethos especially like the crypt which the crypto art is very cypherpunk oriented in terms of like decentral peer-to-peer like the, at the very core like a lot of us like early crypto artists like we that's what we believe in now some of the people have come in you know it's not so much as that but I think like we still have that ethos, even if we're minting on like Ethereum or something, we still want to be the person minting from our contract and controlling it and stuff like that. When there's other stuff going on that doesn't take that ethos. And I think the crypto art and NFT community, they're different, but um, they're also intertwined in some ways too, you know. I don't know if that answers the question quite, but I probably went on some details. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious what... Um, how do you pay your rent and your bills from uh, the music you produce outside of crypto art? Uh, and this both. I, I'm a full time crypto art, music, and uh, you know, trading. And you know, to be honest, I've been in this game for a while, and I, I just I like to tell people at the end of the day, really, Bitcoin pays my salary. Um, so yeah, Bitcoin's given me the freedom to really be as creative as I want to be, and you know, I I take. I take that like as kind of like a badge of honor and I try to promote Bitcoin because of that. And, you know, not because of that, but that's just, that's just what I believe in. And it's also helped me. So I try to show artists how it can be helpful. Like, even when I started the Silk Road album, the first thing I wanted to do was sell it for Bitcoin. And I couldn't find any way to really do that. Nowadays, it's easy. You got a plug in and stuff. So when people are like, oh, Skrilla, how do I get some Bitcoin? Oh, I should have listened to you years ago. Blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, you don't, you don't need to go buy it. Just earn it. Like most of my friends are some kind of artist. So I'm like, just earn it. Like, even if it's taking 25% of your payment in, you know, Bitcoin or any other, honestly, any other liquid asset is fine. And just, you can convert it to Bitcoin and cash. Like it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like as long as you keep some of it in Bitcoin and, you know, if you can keep all of it in Bitcoin, sure. Um, some people are all about that, but you know, some people got paid bills too. So you get, sometimes you gotta get with that dirty fiat too, the, give to the uh, the bankers yeah and on the other hand you also want a circular bitcoin economy so you have to spend some some time so uh, absolutely you i uh was on your youtube playlist i visited it and i saw the snl uh hip-hop song there it's weird it's not i don't know why that's on that playlist because i went on it the other day to add a song and it, it wasn't showing but it shows on the playlist i did not have anything to do with that oh yeah it's weird because i thought ah do you have something to do with it yeah no and it's, oh that's weird yeah i don't i even added a song yesterday to the playlist and i didn't see the snl because i was looking for it i was like why is this thing on here and i don't know so i have nothing to do with that oh yeah yeah 
I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot easier now. Like, I've always been on a hunt, like, my ears open to, like, any of the rap or anything I listen to, any of this music period. I'm like, are they got any Bitcoin lines or any Bitcoin bars, I would always save it or write it down. And, you know, every couple of weeks or every couple of months it would be. And now it's, I mean, literally almost, almost every new project I put in, especially like underground hip hop, which is what I'm in. There's a lot of underground hip hop artists that speak about it a little bit. And, uh, two of the guys I had on sound money, especially, uh, Rome streets and uncle John, they're both very large, uh, you know, top tier underground hip hop guys. And um, they both, you know, they both piqued my interest. That's why I got them on the project because they both had, one has a song about the dark web and, you know, doing business on there. And another one had uh, put the Bitcoin logo on the back of his album one. And he was from my hometown. And I was like, what the hell? This is, I got to get with these guys. And they were already, you know, I knew they were good, but I was like, all right, I got to get them on these albums. And then, that came out on Sound Money, and then um, actually June first. Uh, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but June first of this year, we're releasing the album with Uncle John and Rome Streets that um, is coming out, and uh, we just dropped the promo. Like literally, as I got on this call with you, I just had uh, reposted it, but it, it's uh, getting it's going to be a good one to look out for. Okay, cool. So it's presented uh, just in time for uh, Bitcoin 2021. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, super. Um, so what I heard, I think, if I can rem remember correctly on the Tatiana podcast, um, was that somebody said you, you might need KYC for your NFTs and for your tokens for music. Um, uh, being like a security, um, what do you think about that? Uh, no, because I'm selling a good in service, like in my opinion, like that's what you're getting when you, when you buy my NFTs. So I don't, I, I definitely would never like, there's people that sometimes will say, you know, buy this, it goes up in value, buy this. And like, I, that's why I like with the DJ Pepe stuff, like I make sure they know that what they're buying is you know a token at the end of the day you know so they don't have any rights to the image or anything like that so it's uh you know you're selling kind of like the, the metadata and like the the ticket to you know be part of the artist's journey kind of that's what nft is more represented it's kind of like you really like artists have been <laughs> super effed for a long time and it's a lot of times it's their fault but artists have a more mindset of just creating and then you had the business manager coming, taking, you know, making things happen and you need all that. But it got to the point where artists got screwed. Like as a musician, I mean, streaming does not work. Like, you know, as a producer, you know, it doesn't work either really, unless you do live shows, like rappers and singers can go out and do live shows and bands, but as a producer, especially like, you know, it's not a lot of opportunity to go and do that. So producer production albums of, of people like me and others, uh, you know, we especially, you know, get the short end of the strict stick because we have to split our publishing and royalties and all that stuff. Um, we don't, you don't get much money off streaming. So then, you know, with the art as well, like you look at galleries, they generally take, you know, like 50% of the sale and stuff like with NFTs, you're able to just middleman it and, um, 
you know, I have a NFT display uh, over here that I have my NFTs hanging up on. There's a lot of like displays like Atomic Form and um, the uh, Infinite Objects and some other ones that, you know, they make this like basically like you're the, the, the idea is the ownership. So like you have art. I think people can understand that. But with the music, I kind of concentrate on the audio reactive music where it's art. It's a moving image also usually. And it's music. So it's like I, I do both. So it's able to I'm able to marry them where I'm making um, a music soundtrack for my art and I'm making, you know, art for my music and kind of intertwining them and giving you an idea of what what the idea encapsulates with this 30, 60 second or one minute, you know, plus piece. And then I'll oftentimes give the unlockable content where you can go get the download of the album or, you know, a large print size or other type of things like that. So, you know, it, it's, it's certainly experiment with NFTs. It's one that I think is going to last at the end of the day. I think we are in a bubble. Uh, there's no question that any new tech, this, this happens. If you've been in crypto for a long time, you always see it. Um, but I think the idea of like, the like, even like when you're not even talking about selling your NFTs, like I've minted plenty of things. Like my, when my, me and my wife started dating, I minted her a coin called Rare Sasha and I sent it to her. Like it's a one of one token. Like we go together. Like I use blockchain, like not just for like selling my art and stuff, but like I also use it as like just fun stuff. Like, um, what was the other one I was about to say? Uh, like the proof of share token with Can't Smoke a Bitcoin. Everybody who shared my Can't Smoke a Bitcoin video back in the day, they all were air, you know, airdrop, whatever. They sent me their address and I sent them a token and it was free. And I didn't say I was going to do anything with it. It was basically like a trophy, like a, a timestamp that you were part of like this journey with me that you helped like propel me with that song. Like it got shared quite a bit. A lot of people claim the tokens. It was a huge success. And at the end of the day, it cost me $5 in transaction fees to mint those tokens of those 60 tokens or whatever. And it cost me $50 to get an ad. I did an experiment. It cost me $50 to get an ad on Twitter. The ad on Twitter got like, super low impressions compared to what with all the retweets and shares got with the proof of share token. So it was like an experiment. Like what if I just organically gave people a trophy on the blockchain saying that they were part of this and it makes them want to do it. So there's all types of experiments that you can do. I just, I minted, um, I have an album, like I was in a, um, a magazine in Germany, actually, uh, what's the name of the magazine? It's a hip hop magazine in Germany like 10 years ago where I was on juice magazine. And uh, Jay-Z was on the cover and I was uh, one of the, had a featured piece in there. So I just flipped through the pages, took a video and I put it on one of the blockchains just to have provenance. Like if I ever disappear, then, you know, my son can go look at it and be like, oh, daddy was in the magazine with Jay-Z and stuff. Like there's just stuff you can do that, you know, I, I have fun with it. I mean, it's a super like it's the most creative space that I've been in and in all my years because I'm able to you know, try everything out and you're allowed to try everything out in the space because there are no rules. There's, you know what I mean? So it's a good marriage. Mm, there are no rules and no intermediaries who say this is good or it's bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what is the new thing you were talking about the async platform or how's it called? Yeah. Async.art. Async.art, and uh, you you basically mint layers of your music, or how does this work? Is this are these basically separate uh, uh, MP3 files, or how can I think about that? 
So they they've they broke the ground with crypto art back in I think early 2019 or so. They started making art pieces that were Photoshop layers essentially, where you buy the you buy like the different layers and they have state changes with the layers, you know. So like whoever owns the layer is able to click on I want this one today. I want this one today. And like the, basically the art piece moves and, you know, as people control it. So with the music, um, I actually started investigating how to do this back in like February of last year. And I came across, you know, I knew about async, but I was, I didn't know the owner. So I got in touch with him through a friend and I pitched him the idea like late summer. And, uh, he said it wasn't ready to do something like that yet. And then I think a few other people, pitched them as well and they got on it and then like late fall they you know we contacted they contacted me and um he said let's make the music piece so it's the same thing where i make the i draw i drew the layers of art and then uh each layer corresponds with the music track so you have like a drum layer you have a music layer you have a rap layer you know you can have many more layers as well um i didn't make it too crazy because it starts getting really intricate the more layers you add at one point, I actually had a bass layer, but then the bass starts like not working with all the tracks and it becomes a problem. So basically, yeah, you're able to, choose, you know, by owning the music layer, you're able to pick what music part plays in the song. Then there's a master copy. The master copy has like a burn mechanism, basically, where you can mint that song that's in the state that it is right now. So at, at the amount that I did was three tracks and three states for each stack, track. So you have 27 possible out outcomes for the song. And so it's basically like, it's like a way for like the user to be part of the song. The artist kind of puts out the outputs of like what the art could be. And then the users decide what the actual art music is. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah. And um, so basically the, the, the listener or the owner is co-creating music and art with you, with your, your structure in a way. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, um, are you combining that with an auction on scars.city or is this a different project? That's that's separate. So yeah, that comes out on, uh, Monday of next week. And then the scarce city auction is, is May 27th. And that is my Sound Money album. I've created um, created these records. You know, I got these forty-five inch records, Sound Money album with the um, Honey Badger and Beat Machine on the back. Some art I did, and then each each one has a different uh, song on it. So. There's uh, five records, which is song on each side. So this one is 21 million. And this one is Satoshi Nakamoto. And I did all the art for the labels and all that stuff. And I actually, I actually handmade these, these yeah, uh, record just... jackets. And mm -hmm. um, it's been a lot of work <laughs> putting this together. <laughs> but um, I'm auctioning these off basically 10 records. And then you also get a sound money uh, gold frame um, to display that you own it. And it comes in a nice record record box and all that stuff so yeah we're, we're gonna experiment scarcity has been auctioning off a lot of paintings lately so we're gonna experiment with them auctioning off this music and kind of like basically the only these are gonna be the only 45s pressed up of the album i do have a hundred um run vinyl 12 inch just like a whole lp that's coming out uh 
it was actually supposed to be ready for this auction as well, but you know, because of COVID, the supply chain is backed up. But that that comes out in July. But for this is kind of just like a ten records on Sound Money of uh, Sound Money on Scarcity with the uh, gold uh, plated. You know, I I, made, I custom made that as well. So I think Scarcity is cool because everybody's custom making their stuff. Like it's like hands on. Like the more like dirty and like hands on you are, like more proof of work, so to speak, the better the Scarcity projects uh, do. And it really like speaks speaks like you could tell it's bitcoin like the way that things have gone so far they really you've even heard some of the the bigger names some of them say like you know the amount of work you put in the art piece matters more which i i totally disagree with by the way but it it it, it, it relates to like bitcoin and like the proof of work sentiment yeah i've i've uh did i did an interview with uh city and um just for listeners who are not aware of it, it's basically a platform where you can auction art, but through lightning payments. So through Bitcoin, only with Bitcoin, not with credit card or something like that. Yeah, it's a very curated project that um, they, they to get into the, the, the group, like you have to be <laughs> you have to be jumped in, essentially. You have to mm. be a, you have to have put your Bitcoin dues in to get into this group and then you're able to. Uh, to auction off using uh, Chris's platform, mm -hmm. which is dope use case of lightning. Like the auctions so far have been like really fun. And, you know, I don't think there's been any too many problems. But isn't this also like a, a little problem, I would say, with all those NFT platforms that are curated? So there you can make money, but uh, you have to get in and then you again have an intermediary. Yeah. So I stay away from those, but, um, like I, I'm, I'm a super rare artist on Ethereum. Like they're, they're the, um, you know, they're the OG crypto art on Ethereum. And I, those guys, actually, one of them comes from XCP as well. I've been, I used to always nudge them about trying to get XCP on super rare, but I think we're past that now. But the, um, the, I, I directly like they have a platform where the stuff is up and displayed, but every, it's on IP. I could host it some on my own too, but it's definitely everything's through my. There's no intermediary. Like all they do is uh, because it's sold, if it's sold on their platform, they take a cut for displaying it on their platform like a gallery would, but it's only like a 9% cut. Um, you can, you know, you can't beat that in the real art world. And what do you think about uh, NFTs on side chains like RSK or I think also on Sovereign uh, NFTs are coming? Yeah, I mean, like I told you, like, you know, Bitcoin, Maximus don't want to hear this, but I experiment with everything. So I'm definitely going to experiment with it. And um, I've definitely been in contact with the LBTC stuff and going to definitely mint something um, on Bit. I want to do anything I can that's more Bitcoin focused. So like, you know, I mean, if, if this Bitcoin is sound money, Bitcoin is money. Bitcoin is, is store value. It's like real estate. It's like gold on the internet. You know, it's, it's, used for different reasons so you know i'm not mad like that if other chains want to do nfts and do other stuff um it would be great if bitcoin would do it but it also might be problematic and it seems like it is because a lot of the big pe people that are developers and the um have a say in bitcoin they're not actively seeking nft stuff like for the most part but i because i'm a bitcoiner and because i do bitcoin music especially like I, I would want to mint that stuff on Bitcoin, like especially if it's a Bitcoin style piece. I think it makes sense. So 
I welcome it, but I'm also going to mint Bitcoin stuff on other platforms. I mean, the majority of all my super rare pieces are Bitcoin music and Bitcoin art. And, you know, they get collected on there. They, I think even I have, <laughs> I thought about it recently. It's like, you know, I make Bitcoin stuff on Ethereum. It's so like Ethereum maxis don't like me. And then I make, Bitcoin stuff on Ethereum. So like Bitcoin people are like, why are you mints not on Ethereum? And I'm like, I can't win. Like, but it is what it is. I'm not, you know, I'm not bootlicking to any collector or any, any, any stuff like that. I, I'm a Bitcoiner. I love Bitcoin. It, it is, it's the best. It's forever. It's the only one I can tell you that's going to last way longer than me. But if you think that me as a creative person and uh, artist and musician is not going to experiment and get things going. And if, you know, there's a market out there. I'm going to explore it. And I'm always looking to explore that because I'm, I'm a, I, I, you know, I market myself and market myself. I am somebody just goes into like bleeding edge technology. I'm always looking to do that stuff. And, you know, so bleeding edge could be bleeding like it's dead or bleeding edge could mean <laughs> it's going to be good. I don't know. Like, you know, there's stuff yeah. out there that I've minted that, you know, it will never be discovered. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 You got to try things out. And um, what would you say if uh, there are young, new musicians and artists and they want to go into the space, um, do you have any recommendations for them or things they should look um, at um, or like maneuver around? Any tips? It's tough out here, um, but, you know, I always say read Bitcoin.org, read, read the paper and get get your early questions answered about that and then go off and explore. I mean, like if you want to mint something easy, you can use on Bitcoin, just use free wallet, free wallet's a Chrome extension that acts as MetaMask and it's free to mint. It's open to anybody. Um, it's, it's strictly, uh, you don't even need an XCP token. Like literally you're just putting a numeric, uh, hash on a Bitcoin blockchain. And it uses XCP to parse it or whatever. And then, um, you have, uh, you know, Go, go, you can go to Rarible and you can go to Hen, which is a cheaper uh, one that people use on Tezos. You can go to, there's a bunch of different open platforms that you can try. Um, you know, OpenSea is free to mint, even though you don't mint on a blockchain, which is, you know, it's kind of confusing because it's literally, they bought a trillion plus, like trillions of tokens so you could mint. Right, they bought trillion tokens. I don't know how they got, they basically have trillions of tokens that, and when it's bought, it, it gets added to the blockchain, but you know, it's not really like something I'm into, but if you are a new person in the space and you just want to mint stuff, like go ahead and try it all out and, um, you know, check out like, yeah, you know, like LBTC is doing stuff. Some of the other ones you mentioned. LBTC, you mean, you mean liquid? Liquid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then look at, um, XCP. I mean, the XCP community is not dead. No matter what anybody tells you, it's a hundred percent alive. Um, and I will say like, rest in peace to John Velars, who recently passed away. And he was like basically the leader of XCP. But a lot of people have, uh, you know, followed, follow, you know, really, people have really been going hard for XCP before that. But once he passed, it was like, you can't let John's dream go to waste. And, you know, John was like probably the most um, prolific developer on Counterparty. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, thank you. Okay, Rare Skrilla, we're coming to an end soon. Um, 
what is your next, you said the next things are uh, the async art thing, the lightning auction, uh, paper on uh, Bitcoin 2021, is that right? Yeah, that's Bitcoin 2021 conference. I'll have, I'll be there, I'll DJing during the conference and um, I'm selling some art. I've got some infinite object uh, Bitcoin pieces to sell and a couple other things. And uh, some, actually, I got some physical DJ Pepe's um, that are going to be for sale there. Okay, cool. And where can people follow you and your work? You can uh, just check out, um, you know, at Skrilla Ventura on Twitter and at the, at the Skrillionaire. Oh, that's the best place, man. At rareskrilla.com and at Skrilla Ventura on Twitter. And uh, yeah, hit me up. And, um, okay, cool. Yeah, I appreciate everything, Anita. It was a good interview. Thank you very much. And I will put the links in the show notes. And I have a last question for you. Um, is it possible to use your music like for free if I would put it on the podcast or use it in a YouTube video? Um, that's a funny thing is that my distributor, they keep Xing people out that use my music, which is BS because I tell them that I want that. Um, let me send you something. I'll send you something. We'll figure I'll make it so that you can use something for sure. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Then I can put it in the podcast. That yeah. would be great. Yeah. No, you're absolutely okay. free to do that. I just don't want YouTube to hit you with like, oh, you can't monetize this because we own the music thing. If you're yeah, it's, yeah, it's not so, yeah, it's more about, uh, being punished. Like from YouTube, you can't use this, you know, like, and so we are taking you down or the video down. Okay. No, I don't, I don't think you'll have a problem with that, but we'll, we'll talk off. I'll talk offline. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Have a good day. And I hope we, I can see you one day. I can't, uh, come to, uh, Bitcoin 2021, but maybe at another conference. Definitely look forward to hearing. Okay, talking cool. To you. <laughs> bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining the Anita Posh Show today to learn more about Bitcoin. You can find the show notes for this conversation on anita.link slash show. If you want to get the best stories in Bitcoin from my point of view in your mailbox, go to anita.link slash weekly and subscribe. And if you have a question or just want to send me some feedback, drop me a line at hello at anitaposh.com. See you next week when it's time for the Anita Posh Show. Music, start with yes, delicate beats. Content, idea and production, Anita Posh. <laughs>